The Holy Ghost is not a medal. He's not a medal of honor. Praise the Lord. He's not, he's not a certificate. Praise the Lord. He's not a certificate to show qualification. He's functional. He's functional. Unfortunately, many Christians have him as a certificate, a medal. We have him somewhere on the wall. You get it? Once you speak in tongues, you're like, ah, I, 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 I was filled with the Holy Spirit. You, you get it? Once you speak in tongues, you're like, so you, have you encountered the Holy Ghost? Yes, I speak in tongues. And it is so sad that we've preached that as the evidence. Uh, <clears throat> as we go on, <laughs> you'll get to understand why I'll say, but I told you last week that when the disciples went to the upper room, he didn't tell them when the when you speak in tongues, you know he's come. He told them you shall receive power. How many are speaking in tongues with no power to show for it? Because just there as a medal, I belong to a Pentecostal church. I speak in tongues. I'm Pentecostal. I'm charismatic. I even speak in tongues. So it's like a medal. It's like a certificate. It's like something that we show. We've missed it. He's functional. Whatever has been spoken about him. He is meant to be involved in your everyday life. Praise the Lord. So who is the Holy Spirit? Today we'll talk about who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? And when you see in the Bible, he's referred to as he, because he is a person. Now that's what we'll talk about next Thursday. Is that about why he is a person. Proof that he is a person is what we'll talk about next time. But he's part of the Godhead, He's part of the Trinity and he is a person. And he is different. The Holy Spirit is not the Son and he's not the Father. He's different. Praise the Lord. And that is why Jesus emphasizes things like up to now, you've not asked anything. You've not, uh, you've not asked anything in my name, but in that day, you'll ask the Father, in my name. In other words, Jesus was saying, as you mature, you're going to realize that you don't pray to the Son. You don't say, Jesus, please heal. Jesus, please do this. You know, as you mature. Because you see, that's even a wrong prayer. Even if it's the Father, you don't say, Father, please heal. You see, that's still a wrong prayer. So, oh, but it has been answered every time. Because you are a baby. Praise the Lord. It's because you're a baby. It's been answered because you're a baby. Every, every, every bottle in the house that uh, these, you know, as long as it's like a bottle like this, there, whether it's, you see, there is one for shampoo, there is one for, for, for uh, whatever. Shower gel, there is one for, for, for many different that we have in the house, so those toiletries and what. All of them, my daughter calls them pampu, meaning shampoo. You get it? So she points pampu, pampu. I'll give her what she's pointing at because she's a baby. You get it? I know it's not shampoo, but she's a baby. I say, okay. <laughs> I'll tell her, but it's not shampoo. This is soap. You, you get it? Yeah. At 18, I'm not going to be expecting her to be calling shagel pampu. <laughs> but many Christians say that at 18, you're calling Shower gel pampu. 
Praise the Lord. As we grow, he'll, but you see, he says, you shall not let's say, oh, Jesus, please, we pray to you, Jesus. Jesus, do this. Jesus, do this. In whose name? It's true, the prayers are answered. And, and, and you see, we say, but they are the same. They are. That's because of a lack of understanding. As we get to understand, we realize that they are different. They are different in their functioning. They are God, one God. But we, we sing and say, God in three persons. Yeah, it's true. They are three persons. And in their functionality, they are different. They are different. And they don't compete. Praise the Lord. And they don't feel inferior. They don't feel like, oh, the father has a better role. Oh, no. And Jesus says, there are many things that I want to teach you. There are many things that I would, but I cannot. But he says, when he comes, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, he shall teach you all things and shall bring to your remembrance the things that I have told you. Jesus says it is the Holy Spirit that is going to do that. And Jesus is okay with that. Praise the Lord. And the Father glorifies the Son. I like what I had. Robert Morris says that if you had a conversation between a, a conversation among them, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they would be saying, "You are awesome. It's you who is awesome. No, it's you who is awesome. 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 It's you." Yeah. And he said, "The Son does nothing except what he sees the Father do." He says he's at the right hand interceding for you. He does not say it's the Father interceding for you. He doesn't say it's the Holy Spirit interceding for you. It is the Son. Praise the Lord. So it's so important for us to understand this. So the Holy Spirit, He is God. He is God. And the Holy Spirit is not His name. Praise the Lord. Might not because of a great move, loving the presence of God. I know there are many preachers you hear who refer to Him as just Holy Spirit. Don't put the Holy Spirit. You, you, you've heard? Oh, yeah, a number of people. Definitely, I know many of you who, who watch many ministers that we love. <laughs> That's how... That's how they say they call him. Oh, Holy Spirit came here. When Holy Spirit spoke to me, when nothing wrong with that. But you see, normally the implication is, you are you called the bright? You're not called the bright? But are you the bright? <laughs> but you know, bright is his name. So they will say, you don't say the bright. You say bright. So even him, we don't say the Holy Ghost. We don't say the Holy Spirit. We say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit spoke to me. Holy Spirit did this to me. Holy Spirit is not his name. Just like the Father is not his name. Just like the Son is not his name. God the Son. God the Father. God the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the Son was called Jesus Christ. The Father is called Elohim. So who is the Holy Spirit? <laughs> but the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is, he's, he's functioning. He's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I believe up, up to that time they had not seen Holy Spirits. <laughs> they, most of the spirits were, they, yeah, are not holy. And you see, when you see many Christians who want generational curses, what? Demons. There are many Christians who just enjoy demons being in them. You get it? I'm telling you how many people have just come to my office and, Pastor, I think I need deliverance. I think I need these demo, uh, demons out. So I'm like, who told you you have demons? I, I, I just know because... <laughs> <laughs> you see, I'm like, 
Even the pigs would rather commit suicide than demons being in them. And Jesus said, oh, go to the pigs. They say, hey, to hell with demons. They went in the river and said, not in us. We would rather, over our dead bodies. <laughs> they said, over our pork. <laughs> over our bacon. <laughs> hey, even pigs could not, they could not stand living on earth claiming that they have demons in them. But many Christians want to have demons in them. Oh, I have this demon. I have this. <laughs> <laughs> <Those> Christians. <laughs> now, if we want to know about the Holy Spirit, who better to teach us about the Holy Spirit than Jesus? Jesus had a real relationship with the Holy Spirit even during his time here on earth. And normally, if you want to know about somebody, the best person to introduce them is somebody that they know already. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If I wanted to know about somebody at your workplace, it's you I would come to because you work with them. Praise the Lord. So Jesus is the best. And we are going to look at a lot that Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. And from his perspective, we are going to realize that there are many things that are said today about the Holy Spirit that are not necessarily true about him. That are not necessarily, that they are they are just, they are just man-made things. Praise the Lord. They are man-made things. And some of them are out of real genuine encounters. I've told us that genuine encounters do not substitute doctrine. Praise the Lord. So some of the genuine encounters that we have, when we make them doctrine, we go into error. And I've given you a number of examples, even in the Bible. Examples, we see Peter, we see Paul. Their experiences they have, but they don't preach them as doctrine. So sometimes the experiences that we've had in our relationship with the Holy Spirit, we teach them as doctrine. And so we go astray. We go off because of that. Praise the Lord. Because of that. There's a, I've told you about this. There's a time, there's like a time that was really my, what? Like preparation for ministry, man. Like four intense years, form five, form six, college. Like, so during that time when I started ministering, I would minister to, there is no one I ministered to and didn't get slain. You get it? Whether somebody came to me to get born again, whether on the street, long as I say, say this after me, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I receive you. Uh, uh. I'm like, we are still praying. You, you, you get it? Told one time we went for, uh, it was an entire university, like overnight and what, and the preacher is like, Hold hands with your neighbor. We are now going to pray. I held hands. They fell. I moved to another place. Held hands. They fell. Man, I was a powerful man of God. <laughs> At that time we are praying with the leaders. So we say, let's hold hands and just pray as we conclude. So both guys, I hold, I hold their hands. They take their hands out of my hand. And they say, you have electricity on your hands. So maybe... You guys are good conductors. Let me go to, <laughs> let me go to people who are not conductors. <laughs> I hold their hands. They also feel electricity. Then a time came where I laid hands on someone. I got a word of knowledge for them. Laid hands on them. And nothing happened. They didn't fall. But they were healed. I thought God had left me. And God is like, idiot. They got healed. You, you, you think you healed them? You're the one who healed them? You, you get what I'm saying? So if I'd stayed that way, 
Maybe my doctrine would be, unless you fall, the Holy Spirit didn't touch you. Maybe that would have become my doctrine. Praise the Lord. But you see, so that's what I'm saying. It's an experience. So was it a genuine experience with the Holy Ghost? Yes. Praise the Lord. But it didn't become doctrine. So many experiences we have in God, they, they, when we don't submit them to the word of God, they become doctrine. Many things. Many things that have been abused. It is that way. But Jesus is the one who shows us best how the Holy Spirit works. Hallelujah. And he introduces him in John 14. Where John chapter 14, 15, 16. We see Jesus introduces those three chapters. I want to give you a history of this. This is Jesus speaking to the disciples. This was before he was crucified. This was the, like the last, the last meeting, the last session he has with the disciples. 14, 15, 16. He, he spoke to them. He spoke to them during this time. This was not in the upper room. This was in, like in a house. And it was just the disciples. The things that he was speaking here are not the things he spoke to everyone. This time he was not debating with Pharisees. He was not arguing with Pharisees. He was not speaking to everyone. He had got his inner circle, the twelve. And these are the ones he was telling this. It must have been so serious, especially that he does it when he's about to go. You see, when somebody is about to die, you better listen to them. Praise the Lord. If somebody says to you, I don't think I'll see tomorrow, you better put your phone in flight mode. Praise the Lord. You don't want to miss a word. And I believe whatever Jesus was speaking here was very crucial. And you will see that he spoke mainly about the Holy Spirit. And even when he's, he resurrected, most of his speech was about that. Because you will see in, in John 20, he's giving them the commission. He's telling them, as my father sent me, so saying, I you receive the Holy Spirit. Then you see he tells them to wait in Jerusalem, Luke 24. This is after he's resurrected. He tells them to wait in Jerusalem until they're endued with power. In Acts 1, they're asking him, oh, but what shall, how shall we know that the, when shall you restore the kingdom? It's, it's not for you to know the times and the world. But you shall receive power. There was emphasis on this. His last days were on this. Meaning it's so important. So if you're a child of God and you're here and you've been born again for more than even one year and you've never had anyone teach you about the Holy Spirit, forgive them. They've deprived you a lot. Hallelujah. They were meant to tell you right eye because how can we neglect something that Jesus emphasized so much like this? So let's go to John 14 from verse 16, verse 16 to 17. And it's believed this was about within 12 hours before he was crucified. So 12 hours before he's crucified. So what is going on? This must be so serious. And I'll pray the Father. Now this is King James, but that word pray there is ask. You get what I mean? Yeah, it's because it's you know we may think, he would have said, I'll pray to the Father. I'll No. If you look at the translation, the word there is, I will ask. I don't know what other versions say. Let's try NLT. But he says, I'll ask the Father, and he will give you another. Now, NLT says advocate. Let's go back to King James. King James says, another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. First of all, that erases everything of Cast not your Holy Spirit. Take, take not your Holy Spirit. He will abide with you forever. That one is settled. We've settled that one. Praise the Lord. But the word, the word used there is parakletos. Now, English says it's paraclete. And 
but it's from the, the, the complete phrases. There are two words, alos, para, kletos. Alos means same kind. Praise the Lord. Now, parakletos means there are two words. It's a compound word. Para, by, close. Praise the Lord. Then, kletos, uh, like all those other words that are stated. Uh, advocate, what, like alos. Let's read it in Amplified. The Amplified, I think it breaks, puts them and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. And he may remain with you forever. All those defining him. Now, who is the Holy Spirit? He is a comforter. He is a counselor. He is an intercessor. He's an advocate. He's a strengthener. He's a standby. And he will remain. And you see, he's referred to as he. I told us at the beginning, he's not a medal. He's not a certificate. He's not something to show for your Christianity. Are you Christian? Yes, see, I have the Holy Spirit. No. All these that we are reading here, he functions that way. How many times have you needed comfort and you've just bought a bag of potato, of potato chips, of, of whatever? <laughs> You get what I'm saying? How many times have you needed counsel and you've gone to read the horoscope? Yeah? How many times have you needed help and you've looked for the most talented people first? Praise the Lord. Now, this is what he's telling us. He is a counselor. He's, actually, this is a very practical way to look at it. Right now, it is, we are praying and fasting. We are going through prayer and fasting. Praise the Lord. One thing that fasting helps us is to realize that there is a greater power that we can rely on. A power that is greater than ATP. How many know ATP? Adenine? Yeah? Somebody has said triphosphate. Another has say, hey. Okay, where does ATP come from? Huh? From? It's energy, but from? Uh, from? <laughs> Upstairs. <laughs> now, <laughs> you see, when you're fasting, you realize that there's a power that is beyond ATP. There's a power beyond energy that glucose produces. You realize that there's, there's a strength. I've told you of a time, the longest I've fasted on water is 21 days. Praise the Lord. And you see, you wake up, first of all, sleeping is very uncomfortable. That's when I realized that sleeping also requires strength. Because <laughs> now when you fast like that, you're going to realize, at times even when you just do three days dry, you realize by the second day, sleeping is hard. You just do three days, you've not eaten, you've not drunk water on the second day. <laughs> you're turning like you just feel like you're lying on bones you just <laughs> it's so uncomfortable and you see I during that time I had books that I was reading I had a book I had a green book collection of Smith Wigglesworth sermons by John G. Lake man carrying that book 
So that book, to serve strength, that book would rather, if it's there, I'd rather come, I lie down there, <laughs> and open it, and read properly then, cover it, and save that strength. My friend, <laughs> you carry that book, <laughs> you may end the first four days earlier. <laughs> That's a lot of strength. But you know, when I would start to pray, I would groan, I would pray. I'm there pacing. These are 15 days, no food. So, because I'd gone, it was, it was in, in hiding. I'd not told people around me. So many of you know Pastor Eric Wandeba. So, he discovered I was there praying. How did he discover I was there praying? Because he came to pray and he heard me. He heard my voice. So imagine, these are many days later, and I have strength to pray like that. And it's the same thing that happens right now. You're fasting. You've come the whole day. You've not eaten. And when you come here, we are praying. You don't pray like you. Okay. Some, uh, uh, the benefit of doubt. <laughs> Some of you are praying like you're about to, to, to faint. About. But you see, this is what it's going to teach you. It's going to teach you to learn to rely on the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Like, look at the ashes. They are also fasting. You found them standing. You threw the prayer. You sat. During worship, some of you sat. These people are standing. Where do they get such strength? Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But you see, during fasting now, you learn to rely. Like there is power. The Holy Spirit comes with power. Even to vitalize your mortal bodies. Even to vitalize your mortal bodies. Many of you have read, I, I think this account is also there. In God's, if you read God's Generous, now healing evangelists. Not why some succeeded and some, some failed. Healing evangelists. When you read about F.F. Bosworth, you will see. One time he went to preach, and these churches that didn't believe in healing and what, they hired goons to beat him. They beat him, I think, before he got on that train. They beat him, broke his hands, broke his legs, and he was bleeding, and he walked for three days. That's how far he was going. He walked for three days, and when he reached home, that's when he collapsed. And whoever he told he walked could not believe. With fractured legs, with fractured hands, Bleeding like this, you can't walk even for two minutes. How did you walk for three days? That is what I'm saying. He vitalizes your mortal body. It is okay. Haven't we seen people that God has healed who have been malnourished? They don't have strength because they've not eaten. You get it? Because there are times people have been healed and they can't walk because they are weak. So you just tell them, go, eat, and strength will come back, but you're healed. But there are those where strength also just came back. Somebody has not eaten. Somebody has had stomach cancer. They've not eaten. 21 days. They are withered. No muscle at all. And the power of God came upon them. And they started running around. That was not ATP. That was not energy coming from glucose. That was the Holy Ghost. That was the power of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Some of you have raised your hands. When it never used to be cool, how will my friend see me raise hands? But you see, you kept looking around and hands kept going up. Hands kept going up. Where did that energy come from? It overtook your willpower. So these things that we are reading, he is a helper. He's a standby. He's an advocate. He functions that way. Praise the Lord. Somebody had a vision sometime of the Holy Spirit, and I get the lesson. 
you see, that's why I'm saying it's an experience. It's not doctrine. So it, it's not that this is how the Holy Spirit is, but they, there is a point that God was passing on. And the Holy Spirit had his hands folded. I was like, why is the Holy Spirit, why are the hands folded? It's like, of all the heavenly resources that Christians have, the Holy Spirit is the least busy because no one involves him. We would rather do things on our own. Why? Because he's been told to us as the Holy Spirit is some power, he's some smoke, he's some, you, you know, the Holy Spirit, he's a shaking, he's, you know, everything that he's not is what he has been said to be the Holy Spirit. So we take him as a medal. We believe his tongues. So as long as you speak in tongues, just speak in tongues, but don't seek for counsel from him. I don't know what job to apply for. I don't know what job. And you're asking everybody that has been bewitching you not to get a job. And you, so which job should I apply for? So which you're just going around. You think they want you to have a job? <laughs> but you say he's a counselor. He gives the best counsel. Not just good counsel, God counsel. Not just good ideas, God ideas. Counsel that comes from him. Things that we've seen at work. You remember last year, at the beginning of the year, God said, by the airwaves, I'll get this message all over this nation. You get it? By the time we were not even doing videos, we were not doing anything, and we're like, ah, we are, we are under-equipped uh, just with our basic camera and what, what can we do? But we said, okay, let's start. So we started by hiring some of these professionals and what, and uh, then after some time, we, we are not satisfied by what they are doing. And they came and laughed at our camera. <laughs> like, hey, this one is not even entry level. You get what I'm saying? Then, but after some time, we were like, okay, let's just try to use our camera. Then our mighty men in the media team produced something that the other guys with those cameras. Because you see, if you go and check some of those first videos on YouTube, they show that we've grown, surely. Praise the Lord. But those were the videos shot by the, those cameras where the lens is the other side. Where they... Now with ours, we're having better quality. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, there are people who never want to give credit. Have you seen that? that they will never. They, 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 will, they will post revelation and they will never say, I learned that at church. They will, they will never give anyone credit. They, they remind me of my, my small bro. My small bro when he was around three years old. You see, he would come. Hey, Benji, Benji, look. I know how to, I know how maybe, what should I say, to unlock dad's phone. So I'm like, who told you? Myse who taught you? Myself. So like, come, see. I know how to tie my laces. Who taught you? Myself. Benji, see, see. I know how to draw a circle. Who taught you? Myself. Everything he had taught himself. And there are many Christians who are like that. He said, oh, that man of God is so powerful. I'm telling you, he showed up and we saw the power of God. My friend, give credit to God. Don't worship that man. <laughs> give credit to God. <laughs> That's a level of inferiority. There are people who will never acknowledge. They just tell you how they are self-made. They just, I'm the one. I'm the one actually. <laughs> hallelujah but see what I'm telling us that time the Holy Spirit spoke to us and we are like okay we should get to videography immediately we didn't know what was going to happen March what do they say 
No churches meeting. Oh, we were so glad we were not just going to begin from scratch. We could do online service. We just transitioned into online service. Look at such counsel. Look at such counsel. And many things I can tell you about this ministry. I've told you about one before we began ministry in 2014. Before anything, before even one meeting, he told us, register. We went through a process, got those, what are they called, agents and what, and went and made sure we register. Reconciliation of the cross ministry, registered under the uh, societies in Kenya and what, fully registered. Bank account, stamp, ah, all those those first necessary legal things that we required. Then after that, months later, like two months or three, I don't, like two months or a month, now we began meetings. And just like a month after we registered, the Kanyari saga happens in Kenya. After that happened, up to tomorrow, okay, let me not say tomorrow, up to today, ministries are not registered in Kenya. Up to today. Imagine. This is six years, more than six years. You can't go there and say, I want to register a church. You can't. We survived that window just by one month because we have a counselor who is real. He's not just a medal. He's not just somebody on a wall. Praise the Lord. A real counselor. A real counselor. A real counselor. So these things that we are reading about here, Let's not, they are spiritual. But you know, sometimes nowadays when you say spiritualize, it means you've put out of reach. These things are in reach. He is real. No, just think about it. If you can speak in tongues, that is so supernatural. How do you speak a language you've never learned? You've never been taught? Praise the Lord. No, 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 no. Imagine how you're still struggling with English. How many years were you in school? <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a joke. You see, many of you are thinking I'm joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> but you know, you started with kinder, actually, before kindergarten at home, they started telling you book, book, apple, apple. You went to school. <laughs> Up to today, you hear words and you're like, which language is that? <laughs> And you are a master's degree holder. <laughs> and you're wondering, what is that? But imagine with tongues, with confidence, you know you're not going to make a grammatical error. <laughs> you just say, let's pray in tongues. <laughs> you, 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 you start like you have a dictionary in your pocket. A language you've never been taught. You've never sat in class. You've never been prepped. No, if he could teach you a language in an instant, He's giving you counsel so hard. He's giving you comfort so hard. It is not. This is him. So as we look, Jesus is telling them, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another. I said alos means like, alike. Alos, opposite of heteros. You get it? Heterozygous. You know those hetero words in biology and it's not petero. <laughs> huh? But even petero was different. <laughs> even petero was different. But 
Allos is like his of which kind was Jesus? Jesus was the one who would comfort them. Jesus is the one who would wake them when they could not pray for an hour. Wake up and pray. Jesus is the one when Peter didn't know where to get taxes from because he resigned to get into full-time ministry. He's the one, Jesus is the one who would show him where to get tax to pay. Praise the Lord. When Peter's mother had a fever, it is Jesus who knew. When they didn't know how to feed the 5,000, Jesus is asking them, get them food. And they're like, Jesus, okay, if we were working, at least we would say, ah, let's get alone and feed these guys. But you pulled us from our jobs. You told us, come, I'll make you. And now you're telling us to feed 5,000 people. We can hardly feed the five in our house. You get what I'm saying? In that way, you see, that was a real complex situation they were in. How are we going to feed 5,000? He's given the task to us. Peter, Philip, imagine they are talking about it. He wants us to feed the 5,000. I think Judas was like, is he serious? I think Judas was like, let him not ask for the records. <laughs> you see? <laughs> I that's... You mean we don't have money in that treasury? Ah, no, no, no. I remember Simeon the leper, he gave some money. So all that money is not there? <laughs> Judas, first bring those books. <laughs> the rat ate the book. Now, <laughs> he tells them, don't worry. Bring that bread and fish and he multiplies it. This was the Jesus they knew. Every situation they always came through. When the Pharisees attacked them, why are your disciples eating on the Sabbath? They are eating and they are... I think Peter still had the corn in his mouth. Because, you know, you've been found on the Sabbath. And these are Jews. Jesus has never told them about it. It's okay to eat on the Sabbath. But you see, as long as they hang around Jesus, they know even if we get in trouble, he will get us out. <laughs> and now this time they knew <laughs> that the Pharisees were not around to watch. Then the Pharisees showed up. <laughs> like they are eating. <laughs> Peter, you still have in your mouth. <laughs> and Jesus tells them, did you ever read that David went and ate bread in the temple and what? And you see the Pharisees were always beaten. Hands up. And they walk away. And Peter is like, I knew <laughs> I told you Jesus would handle the situation. You see, they're in a storm. The boat is being tossed and they're, and they're, let's wake him up. Don't you care that we perish? <laughs> Which was an insult. I'm telling you, if I were Jesus in those days, thank God I was not Jesus. I would have attitude. Because <laughs> I would first tell them, you're asking me about caring for you? If I didn't care for you, would I be in this small boat with you? I was up there being worshipped by angels. I'm now in this boat smelling of fish. Do you know where I came from? Do you know anything about caring for you? Do you know anything about caring for you? <laughs> ah, you know, if I were Jesus, those are the questions I would be asking them. I'm not meant to be in this small boat right now. <laughs> but you see, this was Jesus. Any help they needed, any comfort they needed, any miracle they needed, Jesus was there. That's why he tells them, another helper who is like me is coming. In other words, wherever you have needed me, whenever you have needed me, 
this one that is coming shall do that. And then, when we go to chapter 16, he even, he takes, he takes it, he takes it higher. He takes it higher. In, okay, let's first go, let's, let's first continue. Let's go to verse 17. Now, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. He says the world, the world cannot receive him. Why? Because they don't see him and they don't know him, but you know him. How? Because he dwells with you. You see, that perplexed the disciples, first of all. How? How does he dwell with us? This is how he dwelt with them. Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. Was full of the Spirit. Yeah? And when he was being baptized, the Holy Spirit came upon him and remained. He told John, whoever you see the Holy Spirit come upon and remain, he is the one. That's what John told the people. The Holy Spirit had never come on anyone and remained. Not on Elijah. Not, he had never come upon anyone and remained. He always left. So if he remained on Jesus, then he was with the disciples. They saw him. He dwelt with them. While the bread is being multiplied, he was there dwelling with them. He was done putting the coin in the fish. What directing the fish what to eat. <laughs> he, he gave that fish a different GPS. You know fish eat, you know, you've heard of planktons. Fish eat planktons, they eat those. So this time he directed it to a coin. And when the fish licked it, it was tasty. <laughs> yeah, because I don't believe you go to your, to your aquarium at home and throw a coin there. You'll find it there the next day. Fish don't eat coins. But a certain sauce was put on, <laughs> on this coin by the Holy Ghost. And the, and the fish ate it <laughs> for Peter. You get what I'm saying? So he says he dwells with you. So whatever they saw Jesus do, Jesus was doing by the Holy Spirit. So as long as they were with Jesus, they were dwelling with him. Because, that was, and that is why later you see, he tells them, a little while you see me, and a little while you do not see me. What was he talking about? How did he come back? He was talking about the Holy Spirit who was to come. Because whatever they saw in Jesus, whatever they admired in Jesus that was of God in him, that was the Holy Spirit. Because none of this was seen until the day he was baptized. So that Jesus that they knew that was worth following, living there fishing, it was because of the Holy Spirit. So as long as Jesus operated among them, it is the Holy Spirit that they were seeing. And he's saying he dwells with you. The world cannot receive him because they do not know him. Because these people had received Jesus, they had received the Holy Spirit. They, had, they were okay with the Holy Spirit. So that's why they could receive them. But he's saying that this time he shall not just dwell with you. He shall be in you. It is just like getting born again. When you get born again, the Holy Spirit is in you. But you see, when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, he's in you and he's upon you. He's not just in there. Or when you come for such a service, haven't you seen people who say, hey, that service, I know a man of God, haven't many of you okay, up to today. But, but it's okay. But how many people have come here? You remember, 
who is the, the lady the lady that came with the issue of ovarian cyst pamela yeah so you see she came for a service how she came because she wanted to be healed you get what i'm saying she came and in that service she was healed so she went for that test she's a nurse yeah in the same hospital where she works in the ovarian cyst is gone she told another friend that friend also came. They're like, there is a place I you know you go there. Me, that's how I was healed. They also came. She was also healed. Yeah? And that friend also told another person. Three people coming. That's a very good example. They know the Holy Spirit. They knew where he operates. He was not new to them. They knew the things he can do. But he can be in them. He can be in them that they don't need to send their friend anymore to come and get healed here. That he can now operate through them. The disciples knew him because they saw his. So somebody comes in the service and they've never encountered him but they believe in his working. They say, oh, the people there are powerful. Anyone can pray for you and you'll be healed. Anyone can pray for you and you speak in tongues. They are so powerful. But they themselves have never spoken in tongues, have never encountered him, have never got help from him, have never got counsel from him. That's what he's telling the disciples. That when this one comes, he shall be in you. He shall not just be with you, but he shall be in you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He dwelt with them, but he would be in them. And he was upon Jesus. And Jesus was with them. So that's how he dwelt with them. And uh, let's go to verse 20, 25 to 26. He's still mentioning the helper. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. This is King James meaning that I'm still with you. But the comforter, now here he calls him the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. Hey, that's that's a, another topic altogether. We'll get into it one day. Why does he send him in his name? In his stead. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. He shall bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Man. So, he will teach us all things. He can teach you all things. He can teach you all things. Hallelujah. And bring to your remembrance all things. And you see, I believe that's how the disciples were able to write the Gospels. Because these disciples didn't write the Gospels as they walked with Jesus. You would have said that they were, they are, they were scribes. They were, not, they, they were very aloof. First of all, they didn't believe many of the things he was saying. And then these things didn't make sense to them. You get these parables. How are you going to write a parable? You're not understanding it. What it they're just like, hey, sometimes, <laughs> the way he speaks. I think they used to tell the Pharisees, even us, we don't understand him sometimes. <laughs> the good thing is that one day, he's going to have a kingdom, and you see, we will be there. So even if we don't understand these things, <laughs> our positions are secured. You see, they followed him, they trailed him, because at least there was a secure benefit in the future. <laughs> But imagine the Gospels are written and the Gospels agree a lot. That they are a real witness of the events that happened in Jesus' life. 
They were not written at the same time. You get what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit must have brought to their remembrance. Because some of the things they write are so detailed. You get what I'm saying? And some of the things they write would seem to be a bit trivial. Or some of the things they write would have seemed to be very personal. The lady said to herself, if I may but touch the helm of it. How did they know she said to herself? And yet they all agree on it. That must be the Holy Ghost. Teaching them and reminding them. You see, he is real. He is real. And I know many of us that have experienced him, there are many things that he's taught us. How many things has he taught us in the word of God? How many times did I read scripture and got excited because I got to understand it, not because I read a concordance, not because I had a certain preacher teach me, not because I read it in a certain book, but I had it. I remember, you see, there's a time I was teaching here about, I was teaching about, like, you know, some of the things that excite me. So I was teaching about Peter. I was, God revealed to me that how he says, Peter, flesh and blood have not revealed this to you. So you see, whenever we read that, we feel like, oh, Peter didn't know he was the Messiah until that time. Then I read back later, a few chapters later, I mean a few chapters before, that is how, that is how he had been called. That is how Andrew called him. It's Andrew who called him. Oh, it's him who called Andrew. The other way. But that is, he had been told, come and see the man, the Messiah. You get it? So I read that, and I believe it's the Holy Spirit trying to bring that, he, he, he's trying to bring that nudge in me to just go deeper. I'm like, ah, no, he was told. He was told that this is the Messiah. So why does he say that flesh and blood have not revealed that to you? Then he told me, yes, this time Peter was not just saying it because he had heard it. This time it was revelation. It was real. You see, that time God was telling me about prophecy, because many times when we give prophecies, people are like, but you see, that was also predicted. And I'm like, exactly, that's the difference. Mine wasn't a prediction. I had. That's the difference. You get it? It is possible to come and prophesy and say, so-and-so will win with this number of elections. And then I'm sure, ah, even so-and-so anticipated that. Even so-and-so who is an unbeliever. And I'm like, yeah, that's good for them. They anticipated, they, they calculated the difference, difference that between them and prophecy is not, that, is not how accurate it is. It is the source. So he's telling Peter, you're not speaking it because Andrew said it. You're now speaking it because the Holy Spirit is the one who has revealed it to you. And that is the time he tells him that he is, his name has been changed. Because see, when he called him, he told him, you shall not be called this anymore. You will be called Peter. But he doesn't. He said you will be. But it didn't start that time. This time Jesus starts. Because of that spirit of revelation that had come. So you see when I read that and so I was preaching it here and I'm like you see Peter is not speaking. Peter is speaking. It had come by revelation. Just like anyone can say yeah, you see you can be excited. You see there is a time. By his stripes I was healed. By his stripes. Because a preacher said it. Then now when I was sick one day it dawned on me. Actually I was healed. Actually by his stripes I was healed. I'm not sick anymore. Actually, I don't, I don't need that medication anymore. I'm not walking around with it anymore. Now, that was not flesh and blood. There is a time I had it, but now I've had it. Praise the Lord. 
That is the Holy Spirit who does that. And that is what the Holy Spirit did to this. So imagine when that happened. So after preaching, that very week or the next week, my wife was watching a preacher. And that preacher was explaining it exactly the way I was explaining it here. Exactly. And that sermon was in time. It's not that it was an old sermon that I'd watched. You get it? And my wife is like, come and hear what... And the same week, and many times that has happened. Preach, no, remember on, on, on 31st when we are here. So 31st, whatever God spoke to me. So I'm like, okay, let's go to 2 Chronicles this and this. And it is there of preparation. It is this. That very night, I know some of you even sent me the videos as you're watching Pastor Chris. You see, even me, I was going to sleep. Then I see Pastor Chris is like, let's go to 2 Chronicles. Chapter 12. I'm like, chapter 12, I also sat. I said, let's go to verse 14. I'm like, hey, I'm sitting. So then during that time, many of you sent me like, look at what he's saying. The exact thing. Then waited, he says, this is the year of preparation. I'm so glad we didn't have Keshas. You get it? I'm so glad Keshas were banned. Otherwise, it would have seemed like we are the ones who took from him. But we had our service earlier. Praise the Lord. He's the one who took from us. I'm kidding. No, but you see, what does that mean? You see, the Holy Spirit is just bringing confirmation from another. I, I'm not saying that every ministry should it, they should, it should be the same thing. You get it? Definitely different ministries, God is going to speak to them differently about their yeah. You get it? But whenever God has something, he's confirming something in line. And, and also, you see, to me, it made a lot of sense to me because of how God has also used Pastor Chris in my life. Praise the Lord. I know how my life has been impacted from way back. So it being confirmed from somebody like that, it made a lot of sense. Hallelujah. So how many times does the Holy Spirit teach you things? How many things? One of the things I can tell you, you see, one of the things I was very poor at in football is juggling. This is when I would see people do it. I would be like, what? These guys are pros. How does that ball balance? Is your foot flat? I mean, the top of your foot, is it? <laughs> You get it? Like, because I'll just do one, two, and the ball is the other side. One, two. Then, when I was 14 years of age, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I started speaking in tongues. That was the first test. I told him, I need to know how to do this thing. I can't keep being embarrassed. You some of these kids we are playing with are 10 years. Me, I'm 14. <laughs> no, true story. My brothers can testify to this. And that day, I got out. I got the ball. And on one leg juggling, I did 92. I'd never done be beyond three. I did 92. And up to today, I've never forgotten. I may not be able to do 92, but at least I can't, I, I can't do below... I, at least I can't do below 30. I, I can't do below 30. At least I'm not at three. You get it? Definitely, I've not played in a long time. But you see... Me as a child, that was so real. So as people, you know, if, you, if now people who will watch this video, God bless you as you watch. Okay, those who will not watch this video, you know, that's the day. You see, he's saying the Holy Spirit and football. You see, this is heresy. That is the Holy Spirit to teach you football. Is that, you see, that's your relationship. If, you, if, if yours can't teach certain things, you stay with your Holy Spirit. I don't want him. But... Now, mine can teach all things. He said he can teach all things. How many times has my wife come up with cakes that she had never baked? She's there, the client wants something, and Holy Ghost, give me a recipe. And she gets a recipe. 
How many times have you guys come up with solutions? I know, I don't see, George is not here today. But you see, there's a certain time at Highlands, I gave a prophecy about somebody at work having a task. It was, George is an aeronautic engineer. So he was working, I, I don't remember whatever, either it's a, an engine of a plane or some system on the plane. So I'm like, you're going to have wisdom and this and this and that task, you're going to solve it at work. And he said he had tried to connect things and they just kept sparking, blowing, sparking, blowing. The next day he goes back and he just solves whatever the task was. I don't remember whatever it is. Maybe he will share with us one time. You see, the whole, he's, he's a helper. He's a comforter. He's a counselor. Real. He's not just a story. I pray that by the end of this series, we have really embraced the working of the Holy Spirit. That he's no longer just a medal on a certain wall. That he's no longer. I want us, when we encounter him, definitely we are going to encounter him more. Praise the Lord. I'm not saying that you, you're not going to be slain anymore. First of all, le le let me put a disclaimer. When God was showing me about ministry, yeah? He showed me that many times when I minister, people will fall. Praise the Lord. Before I even knew how to explain it, how is it in scripture? Is that godly when people fall? Like, I don't know, but God told me. The, you, you get what I'm saying? I'm telling you the first, like, how long, almost, I, whoever I touched fell. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'm not saying that that is going to end. But you see, when you fall, when the power of God touches you, Stand up, walking in a deeper relationship with him. Don't just go knowing him as power. Don't just go knowing him as the one who made you cry. Know him as a person. He's beyond speaking in tongues. All you have to show for him is speaking in tongues. As you keep making financial mistakes. Why should you lose all that money? Why should you always be going to the wrong job? That's not right. We have the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. That's not right. We have the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for everyone that has come tonight. Thank you for your Holy Ghost. Thank you that he is real.